Hey everyone, Tom here, Alf Metallica, back with yet another episode of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Normally, as I'm sure you know, we're going through every single song in alphabetical, alphabetical order with a guest. Today is a bit different. Today we are doing, I guess you could call it a concert recap of sorts, but it's more a Metallica thing. I was saying this to my girlfriend for one on air. I can't imagine many other bands, maybe you can at home, who are so bloody popular that they can do their own festival over multiple years with multiple stages that they, you know, they coordinate. It's to their bespoke tastes. We are talking today, of course, about the Orion Music Festival. I mean, it's stylized as Orion Music plus more. I personally think the Orion Music Festival sounds way better, but, you know, Metallica are the gods here, as always. And yeah, uh, not just going to be myself, it's going to be someone who I'm very jealous of, someone who was there for uh, both times, over both days. James, how's it going, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Uh, you know, as we say, we're going to get into these festival excursions and the Orion Music Festival as a whole is a fascinating thing. I'm sure many people have read about maybe it's downsides. I think it near enough bankrupted the band, which we'll sort of uh, eventually encroach on. But um, you, yourself as a Metallica fan in general, uh, where, did, where did the seed germinate? Um, surprisingly from Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. I think uh, some other guys on the podcast have said the same thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that pretty much heard the song one. That was that was it right was then. Was that on Guitar Hero 3, wasn't it, that one? Yep. Yeah. That, uh, and that caused me to make the jump to, of course, Guitar Hero Metallica, and from there, oh, pretty yeah. much game over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, Metallica are all that sort of band that infuse a fan with that sort of love. But I can't imagine many people listen to Eric Johnson's uh, Cliffs of Dover on Guitar Hero 3 and, and dove into his music. Maybe, maybe there's a few out there. So um, was this your first time seeing the band? What Why did you want to go to these festival concerts? It was, I mean, since I, I got into, I think, around... 2010 2011 or so and this is the pretty much the first time they played anywhere remotely close to me right um after i got into them i was like and here they're playing ride the lightning and the black album both nights like absolutely it's mm. gotta go it's i mean you know look i'm no expert on american geography but if i was planning a festival detroit and atlantic city don't seem like the money spots to me am i wrong Detroit, not necessarily. Atlantic City is kind of in a... In yeah, it's got a lot of tourist trade, doesn't it? Yeah. That, and then in terms of location, um, mm-hmm. it's a three-hour drive from D.C., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. I mean, major, major East Coast cities that like, can attract a lot. And then even, I mean, I would be just being at the festival. I mean, people from like Mexico, I heard that they uh, they're driving or flying in. People from the UK flew in. Of course, so there's a lot of people from from all over. My idea of the festival, I'm you know I'm somewhat familiar with it. I, it actually gets mentioned in the uh, Birth School Metallica Death, uh, the second part of that Into the Black. Like it's the, one of the first things they talk about how it lost the band's lot of money with this kind of modern wake up call. But in terms of the structure of the band, can you just explain? So there were various stages. It was like a sort of Reading, Coachella, Glastonbury sort of thing, but. The bands not only picked the, the other band, the other bands, but they also had like their own stages. Like James had like a sort of motor card parade, and uh, Kirk had his memorabilia. Is that right? Yep. Um, kind of the way it was set up there. I was set up just like any other large music festival, multiple stages, and then each of the guys kind of had their their own as kind of niche display. Mm. Um, James had a tent that was filled with a bunch of car enthusiasts, everything like that. Then. You know, going over Kirk had a tent filled with all of his horror horror um, memorabilia. Um, he had a few of his guitars in there. Rob brought out a half pipe, and there's a bunch of skateboarders going on. And then Lars had a tent dedicated to movies. 
And how how big was this? Because apparently they sold twenty three thousand five hundred seventy one tickets for the shows. So it's not that many. It's quite a sizable crowd, but it's not enormous. But there's quite a few stages and stuff set up. So was it quite close together? Was it quite a cozy festival or? It, I want to say cozy. It was there was enough space in between everything. Hmm. Uh, where in terms of sound, we weren't getting too much bleed from stage to stage, but it didn't. It didn't seem like it was too spread out, but it also didn't seem like it was too clustered together. It was, it was a nice bit. I'll mm. just kind of keep it at that. And was there camping, or was it very American in that sense? I know you guys don't really know, like to camp. No, there wasn't too much camping. No. The The festival location was about a 10-minute walk from the the oceanfront, so a lot of people, once it ended, they were pretty much just walking back to their hotels. Nice. Um, nice, nice. So we'll get to the first festival then. This was 2012. This is in uh, Atlantic City. Uh, paint a picture for me. Who were you going with? How did you get there? What was it like when you first arrived? Um, so I was going with my dad. Good old oh, yeah. papa. Got me a... I, uh, you know, free ride, like, right? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Free <laughs> ride. Um, so, you know, we made the three-hour drive there the uh, the night before. And uh, we're... This is, of course, when he surprises me. I think we're just having general admission. We walk up. Then he kind of gets a kick of reality seeing what it is. And that's an outdoor standing festival all day. And he's just like, absolutely not. And then goes right to the ticket. And uh, luckily for me, upgrades us to VIP. Nice. Um, so, I mean, for the first the first year, we uh, the luck, luckily enough, we were I was able to kind of kick back in some lawn chairs watching the main stage and pretty much have free food and drink at my disposal. Awesome. And then, when of course, when the boys came on, ran right into the pit. So it was just, a, I mean, a blast. Mm. Mm. And uh, who who did you see on that first day? Can you recall? the The first day, I I didn't spend too much time going around to the different tents. There was a few bands I wanted to see. Um, I'm not sure if they played the first night, first day, or second day. But Dillinger Escape Plan, I remember their set just being wild and crazy. Um, but I vividly remember. Um, pretty much going around to all the different the different um kind of expos that the band had seeing the classic cars that james brought in then going around seeing kirk's memorabilia that took up most of the day for me mm. and then kind of on the the back half watching i think it was day one deftones played and ghosts the joy formidable um pretty much sitting you know a distance distance away from the stage but kind of just chilling back in the shade watching those bands play and that was that was something else yeah the the lineup for these festivals is fantastic i i think there's such an awesome mixture of bands and you rarely see these kind of metal like these metal festivals are everywhere in europe download is actually happening this week at the time of us recording this like you know we love this sort of stuff but you guys don't seem to see there's much out there and uh a lot of interesting bands as well everything from the sword who i remember from guitar hero as well baroness who i also remember from guitar hero arctic monkeys headlined the fuel stage that lars introduced i mean Arctic Monkeys at a Metallica festival, it doesn't make any sense, but I, I like the fact that they're imprinting their own personality on it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome. There was definitely a huge kind of range of bands. I mean, I I wanted to, of course, get a good spot for the boys, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I remember I, I wanted to see a bit of Arctic Monkeys. I mean, I was seeing, I saw maybe a few songs of theirs before I made my way over to the pit. And I mean, just having that diversity throughout the day was definitely definitely a nice thing. 
And I love the fact that, I mean, obviously they headlined. Uh, they headlined the Orion stage, I should say. That was like the pyramid stage. There's also the fuel stage, the damage ink stage, and the frantic stage. Uh, with yep. some, some, some great names. Yeah, Metallica played Ride the Lightning all together on June 23rd. And then on June 24th, they played the Black Album, right? Yep. But it, was it back to front, though, the Black Albums? Are they starting with Struggle Within? It was. Both, yep. both, both albums were back to front. Um, yeah, it's just the, it's kind of a nice little kink, isn't it? It's kind of silly, but like you, you, the problem is you don't want to open with fucking Enter Sandman again, do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the, what actually that was nice about their setlist is they actually did a few songs first, then transitioned into the albums, and then had their their encore afterwards. Yeah, it's, I, was, I was reading quite a lot of reviews of it, actually, and there was a, quite a funny review. I think it was in, like, Spin or Enemy or something like that. And it was speaking about Gary Clark Jr., who played uh, on the Sunday on the Fuel stage, who's apparently... Uh, people might be aware of this guy. He's, he's all right. He's sort of this blues guitar, sort of, you know, Hendrix, Gary Moore-style figure. He, he's a pretty cool dude. And Kirk uh, introduced him as one of his favorite guitar players. And the review said that there was no moshing during the set, but plenty danced, even the big beer-swilling, Talica shirt-wearing bro-dogs. It was a bit annoying, though, that during Gary Clark Jr.'s set, motorcycles directly opposite of the stage were being fired up to the delights of gearheads. I mean, you said there wasn't much bleed there, but I imagine it was quite a quite a vision, quite a prospect. All these worlds colliding in this field. Oh yeah, it was it was definitely strange. Yeah, going from I mean classic monsters and you know harder bands. I'm not super familiar with all the bands I play, sure. but something like Deftones versus Arctic Monkeys and that kind of clash. Yeah, but I mean, all it all blended really well. You know, I, remember, I just remember the whole vibe of the festival was just very kind of mellow and laid back. Yeah, I, I, I can I, I just. I, I'd love, I'd love to have gone. You know, absolutely would love to have gone. I think uh, we actually covered, somewhat covered one of the songs because they, we did Escape on the show a little while ago with Chaos Ware, and I think this is the day they premiered Escape as part of the Ride the Lightning revisited. I don't think they'd ever played it live before. I may be mistaken there. So, so yeah, this day was incredible. You went again then to the Detroit show, which is pretty far away. Is it? it's about about six hundred, seven hundred miles away? Yeah. The, I mean, my pretty much when I found out they were doing it year two, I went up to my dad again. I was like, "Hey, let's go!" And yeah. he was like, "He, I mean, he had a blast the first night." Yeah. So we, uh, he got tickets. We went again. Pretty much same thing. I mean, that one, in terms of the the festival layout, they did it a bit a bit better this year. Um, everything was a bit more kind of spread out. Um, the downside was the transportation there, since it was on an island uh. in Michigan. There is uh, definitely. Definitely after after both of the shows, trying to get out was a uh, was a pain. Yeah, I've been to stuff like that, and it's just it's such a barging nightmare, isn't it? Oh yeah. And you, and you know that Lars is like in some glorious limo as you're sort of scuffing up against some uh, <laughs> some hoodlum. Exactly. You know, we're we're trying to get packed into these buses, and then I'm sure the boys are just kicking back, oh relaxing, and then get to you know fly out or limo out to their nice hotels. Yeah, it was on um, Bell Isle. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, Bell Isle. Okay. Is that is that kind of a known destination? I'm just looking at it on Wikipedia now. It's not doesn't seem to be too much, but yeah. So, it, but it wasn't too much of a it wasn't too much of a Lord of the Flies situation on the island itself. It was pretty contained, I imagine. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, much more contained in terms of lineup this year. I, me personally, um, I enjoyed it a little bit better. There's a bit more of kind of diversity 
And then, especially seeing the um, Chili Peppers headline night one, that was yeah. that was definitely fun. Yeah, cool, cool headliner actually. According to Wikipedia, uh, this was uh, Chad Smith's hometown. They played a frenetic rendition of Stevie Wonder's "Higher Ground," which was an early cover from them. And it, it, it's the Budweiser Orion stage this year, so clearly the boys knew <laughs> a bit more investment yeah. commercially needed to be done. And yeah, uh, on the on the second day as well, Metallica obviously headlining. But I just I don't know. I can't get I can't get my head around how good the lineup is. Really, Dillinger Escape Plan. You mentioned Foles, who are a band from my native Oxford. Very cool. They played this Metallica song. Infectious Grooves was there with Rob. Yep. Um, I think it was either. So I'm getting my lineups confused between year one and two year year two. I yeah. think he also played with Suicidal Tendencies one yeah. year as well. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, Rocket from the Crypt played the Frantic Stage, who are a band that I only know because of Metal Up Your Podcast, Ethan Luck. I think he mentioned them to me when I was on the show or something like that, and he mentioned their song, On A Rope. It's a fucking killer song, so shout out to Ethan. Definitely check out that, that one-hit wonder. I think James liked that band a lot, so that's one of the reasons they were on there. Um, Dahan as well, which is, of course, when Metallica played Kill Em All as their secret set. Yeah, that one is, uh, that was definitely a highlight. I remember I remember being, you know, pretty pretty far away from that stage, and it just had the, you know, just in the distance, I hear what sounds like hit the lights. I'm like, what is, what is that? Mm. And I look over, I vividly remember seeing Lars and the kid. I was like, huh. And then like, I look closer and I see next to see Rob and then Kirk and then James. And I was like, oh, all right. I guess they're playing over there. And then it was just like, as soon as everyone kind of put two and two together, it was just this mob of people just literally flooding that stage. Yeah. Um, like, I vividly remember just me, like, just breaking away from my dad and just straight running, um, trying to get up there. And, I mean, that was, yeah, playing Kill Em All from front to back was, that was definitely a treat. Yeah, they, so Dahan, I should say, uh, Dane Dahan, uh, the actor who's been in many things, actually, he's a pretty good actor, he was in Kill Your Darlings and a Chronicle, and I think he played, like, Peter Osborne and one of those Spider-Man Andrew guy. I haven't actually seen it, but I know that he's kind of in it. But um, but yeah, they were basically scheduled for half four, and you know, there were apparently loads of rumors going round. Metal of your ass was spray painted over the Dahan logo, and you know, people apparently someone in the crowd recognized it was like Lars's roadie setting up the drums and stuff like that. So yeah, you can see the full, you know, all the footage on YouTube, and it's a glorious set, and it's kind of cool that it's daytime in a smaller crowd and they're playing this, you know, real throwback music. There's also the Trujillo Trio who played as well, who was uh, obviously Rob uh, in the third of four sets that he played that weekend with skateboarder Tony Trujillo, not related, and his, and his wife Ashley, who did like a set of sort of quick and dry crossover skate punk covers and, you know, such an eclectic mix. And James was asked, actually, in So What, what he felt didn't work. And he said, quote, maybe it was too adventurous bill-wise. I think it was too wide. It was more of a metal fest or really hard, maybe. What we were doing for was edge. Every band that was there had some kind of edge. And it didn't matter what genre they were. I won't say every band, but that's the vibe we were going for. Maybe it needed to be a little more secular. I mean, I mean, what do you think, uh, James? Did you like the sprawl or would you prefer more focus? Um, I, Me personally, I loved it. Mm. I, I mean, I think their downfall was... You know, not saying Metallica's not a huge name, but trying to pull off something like that with just mainly their name and the other bands, I don't think it's not, it doesn't have the notoriety of, say, Download or, you know, over here we have Bonnaroo, Coachella, and those large festivals. I think it's being kind of a smaller, lesser known festival that might have been, it might have been too adventurous in its size. Mm. Um, starting off, you know, maybe if they did a one day thing and a, 
with like two or three stages that might have hopefully gone over a bit better but in terms of being there i mean that was it was i mean organized through and through i mean very well for yeah. first and second year of a festival absolutely yeah yeah it's so cool that they did it again as well they clearly enjoy doing it and despite james saying that they lost millions of dollars uh each by doing it i think it's still a great thing and it you know, endeavors them to the fans even more so it's such a wonderful thing they did together lars has actually asked this was back in the early hardwired press runs if it was going to happen again and he said hopefully yeah hopefully we sort of put that on the back burner when we dove into hardwired but i think that we're going to tour for year for a few years on this record we just put most of 2017 together but we'll be out on this baby to at least through 2019 i guess so i think we'd like to get, get another arrival in we did two Orions in the states maybe do one in europe maybe look at canada maybe look at mexico just to vary it up a bit i personally feel i know for a fact if metallica did an orion festival in england donnington would be the obvious place where download is it would be fucking enormous i think it would be brilliant if they did it here and it'd be and it, oh, europe as well the band would clean up so it's kind of cool that they did it over in america less tested ground for this sort of thing and it clearly was received well even if it was a bit of a uh, yeah a bit of a fumble financially but um yeah, you know, any cl- any closing thoughts? Do you have any merchandise? Do you have any T-shirts or anything from Orion? Or um, I I don't know if I actually got a T-shirt. I'm not mm. huge into to band merch. Sure. I do remember, luckily, you know, I've been remember being in the pit trying to catch some picks. Luckily, or unfortunately, I didn't get one. But the uh, the first year, I just, my dad just chatted up with some dude in the bar, and then you know, hangs hands me uh, one of the Orion brand of black fangs afterwards. So that was definitely a treat mm, mm. fucking awesome man yeah so i mean if you're listening and you're at orion festival any of the dates any of the years let us know in the comments let us know your anecdotes your stories who you saw who was good who was bad i'd, I'd love to hear that and you know again another thing we say is that i pretty, think pretty much every band a, 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 a member of metallica came out and introduced them is that right um i know for some of them they did yeah um, maybe not the really low down ones that no one knows about like yeah yeah I remember, I think Lars introduced Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, that's I cool. I think Sevenfold. Um, and then I remember Kirk introducing a few artists, but I can't put my name on who yeah. who, we, who we brought out. And I think I think Dave Mustaine introduced Megadeth, uh, introduced Metallica as they went to the stage as well. So, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> no, that you, could never, you could never see a Megadeth festival. Although that would be dope. You know, I'd like to see that. But, uh, That'd be know, cool. I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't really see that happening. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we are going to have you back on the show. Uh, we are going to be covering a song, I think, in quite a while. Uh, what are we doing? Are we doing Killing Time? Is that right? Uh, yeah, Killing Time, and I think Spit Out the Bone. Spit Out the Bone, I think, will be in about 18 months or so. So, yeah, we'll have you back on the show in a few months for Killing Time, and then maybe a bit longer for Spit Out the Bone. But um, this has been great, James. And I guess I want to give a shout-out to Divine by Night, your your band, right? Yep. We're a little band starting out in the D.C. area, hopefully bringing some awesome rock and roll to some people. That's what people need in this day and age, especially. People need awesome rock and roll. And yeah, we will um we'll put the link below to uh, Worthless. Is that the track? Is that right? Yep. Worthless. Worthless that. to me. Sorry, worthless to me. Yeah, we will uh we'll pop that down below. But uh but yeah, please follow the show at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Uh, we've got the iTunes there if you want to leave a review. If you want to give back to the show as well, we have the Patreon. Everything goes on the Patreon first. Think of it as like a little premium pay-per-view video on demand for Alpha Metallica. So yeah, if you want to give back, list all the episodes first on there. Um, yeah, comment, subscribe, like, all that generic vlogger shit. But uh, James, this has been great, man. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me again. It's awesome. All right, cheers again, man. That was really good. Uh, I'll cut off the recording there. 
probably put this out in two, three weeks or something. I'll send you a link before it's ready to go. Um, Sweet. But yeah, cheers, cheers again for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, anytime. <laughs>